are we doing? Great to see you. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for uh, for taking some time out of your day to come spend it with, with me. Um, I'm Ryan Hartley. And this is the Always Better Than Yesterday interview sessions. Let me just say thank you for, for taking the time to catch up on replay. Thank you for taking the time to catch up on the on the podcast or YouTube, wherever you are checking this interview session out um, from. Um, just massively grateful. Always, always grateful for you um, taking some time out of your day to, to spend it with me and my guest um, because we effectively will be doing this tonight to, to help you, to help you um, learn about the habits and mindset behind successful and inspiring people. Um, I say this every week. Um, I am just one curious little monkey and um, yeah, I just love to learn what inspires, motivates and drives people, what helps them be successful. And um, that's effectively what this is all about. Me asking uh, a successful or inspiring person a bunch of questions to help me learn. And I thought, why not use the power of social media for social good and share that with you? And, and actually, in the last um, 40... This is episode 46. In the last 45 episodes... Loads of people have turned up and have been inspired by the wonderful people that I've spoken to. So I have no doubt that tonight is um, going to be the same. Um, and actually, this is the this is the the last one of the year for me. And what do I mean by that? This time last year, I did my first ever Always Better Than Yesterday interview session. Um, and I've absolutely, absolutely loved it. I'm not going to do too much reflection on it now. Um, I will do that probably tomorrow on the actual anniversary of the first ever Always Better Than Yesterday interview session. But here we are, episode 46. If you've not caught any of them before and you feel inspired to go check out our previous guests, then please do head to the podcast. Please do head to the YouTube or even um, the, the Facebook page here. So anyway, bef before I ramble on too much, I am going to bring on my guest because that's who you're all here to, to hear from. Not necessarily me, I'm just the guy that the questions you you really want to hear from my guest, so I'm just going to bring her on now. And drama. I've not had one of the. There we go. How are you? Huh? Yeah, good. I had to turn my phone the other way. Okay. So Did I give you the wrong instructions? Yeah, a little bit. Right, and I've got my pen. Two seconds. I've only <laughs> done this 46 times. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I'm thinking he definitely said this way, but yes, I think we're up. We're on. Sorted. Yeah. How you doing? Great to see you. Thank you very much. Great you to too. You. Do me the honour and the privilege of introducing your good self and just telling our, tell our watchers and listeners a little bit about who you are and your story. Okay, so my name is Chelsea Simpson. I am a mum of two, uh, first and foremost. I am also a life coach and NLP master practitioner. Um, what is that? So I'm a big <laughs> believer of um, change. For me, I, you know, I'll go a little bit into my story in a second, but for me, it's all about change. I help people work out the things that they're uncomfortable with. Sometimes we don't even need to know what's wrong or what's mm -hmm. not right. 
Um, but we just need to know that we're not satisfied. And mm -hmm. I'll kind of help people do that. So NLP is, is all about the way that we communicate, the patterns of behavior that we have, sure. um, whether they're serving us and whether they're not. So I've been doing this now for three years. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, actually, to think how, how much that's changed over that time. Um, for me, a little bit of my history is uh, I've, I've struggled with anxiety, OCD, you know, the whole suicide things due to my, to my past. It's a very mm. in-depth story, but, you know, it started with one overcoming sexual abuse, ended up in domestic abusive relationships mm. and something I really had to overcome. But my biggest challenge was actually these events happened at the time, but it was what I was doing in self, uh, to myself internally you're not good enough um mm. you know these these daily battles of you know it's your fault you're to blame this whole living yeah. in this guilt and shame and so actually it created this almost like this split personality if you like i had these these masks that i would put on for people where i i come from a finance and legal background mm -hmm. um so i've had some very powerful jobs which means i've had to show up be this confident person but actually inside i was dying that wasn't who mm. i was i was this this mess if you like and that's what i truly yeah. believed um so i'd have these masks throw in a couple of kids in the mix and then i'd have this this mum mask this loss of identity of actually who am i yeah. um and if i showed the real me if i showed the person who was struggling the person who had developed ocd you know yeah. just to give you an idea i used to check doors 10 20 30 40 times and i'd go back and lay in bed and i'd be like oh my god you've locked it but what if you haven't locked it what if that mm. was yesterday and yeah. i'm thinking oh my god i'm going crazy if anyone sees this they're going to take my kids off of me you know so wow. all these things just kept layering up layering up and um i got to a point where i was like I i'm done with this i don't i don't get it i don't there's something else yeah. so i attended a uh, i attended a course on nlp uh, just like an introductory and i was like what so I can overcome this OCD I can I can take control of this anxiety and I didn't understand it I was just curious and yeah. um my last three years have been that really so I've gone from not being able to walk into a room with people I know without you know having some real social things going on making excuses to not go um to then standing on stage speaking to a thousand people um hosting personal development events you know it's a massive change in such a short space of time and if you told me i could have done that two three years ago i'd be like nah it's not happening wow. you know that's not me you know i'm this person that that wants to hide and not be around anyone that's amazing but yeah and um that's why i'm excited for this this talk tonight and you know we we talked about it before we, we keep it as relaxed as conversational as, as we can and and i think for those people that have taken the time to to join um, the, the, the thing that I want to be able to do with these interview sessions is just help people learn some of the practical steps that you've taken so that mm -hmm. somebody else might be able to use them too. And, you know, I, so, so if you have just tuned in and you are listening and you just caught the start of Chelsea's story, please just have a little think about someone in your network right now, because I think what connects Chelsea and I is we don't want to change the world by changing the world. We want to help change the world by making someone's life better one person at a time and I think you and I both share that belief so if, if there's someone in your network that you're thinking of right now then please just take the time to to share that with them but but for now let's just let's just dive into that's it you know thank you for sharing I, I admire your courage and your your vulnerability you know and, and to be able to share your story is is the true test of, of courage and I guess you know from where you are now to where you were like what you've talked about NLP but what was some of the the main things that really helped you um, with your mindset? 
being really honest and brutally honest that I wasn't okay. Mm. That not that there was anything wrong with me, but actually going, shit, this is not right. You know, this yeah. is this is hard. And for whatever reason that is, you know, what's going on. And it was just that kind of, okay, it's been the NLP and it is about investing. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean investing in, say, coaching, but I was like, I was interested. Mm -hmm. What's going on? What is this? I could learn more about this. Okay, let me find out. And when I first started, I didn't have the money to go and spend on these courses. Sure. But what I did do is get the personal development books or mm -hmm. join the groups. And anyone that I was intrigued in, okay, what is that? It, it was just purely on a base of curiosity. Mm. What, what's got my attention there? And I didn't need to understand it. I didn't need to know what the steps were. As I said, if you told me three years ago I'd be doing this, I'd say, no way, it's not mm. happening. Um, but it was that actually practical, what's going on with me right now? Yeah. Um, and what makes me feel good? What am I interested in? Um, I've had that massive, I think we all do, when we do this shiny object syndrome where we all just go, you know, go off in all these tangents and do all mm. these things. But it really was actually just keep checking in with what's yeah. working for me. And obviously has, as my journey's gone on, there's been things I've done with journaling, affirmations, mm. Mm. Uh, you know, stuff along those things. That doesn't necessarily work for me now because I'm in a different place and I've, I've yeah. really tapped into what yeah. it is that does work for me. Mm -hmm. um, but what I would just say to people is, is try it all, but don't yeah. do it all. You know, yeah, yeah. If, if something's got your attention, then, then go ahead and, and do that. But you've really got to invest in yourself. Like, um, obviously, we've spoke about this. I've, I split up with the kid's dad, um, you know, seven months ago. Mm -hmm. And I had a choice a few months to invest in my business or invest in myself. And I thought, yeah. you know, what? I'm not in a good place. So I invested in an exercise in like, a transformation, a package, mm -hmm. um, where I then was having to look at my food that I was putting into my body. And it's been a massive learning curve for me, actually, because I thought I was doing all right. Um, before, but actually adjusting that, getting up and exercising every day, doing these small little things, has been a massive change and allowed me to mm -hmm. get through, which has had a massive impact on my business, the things I'm doing. Yeah. So it doesn't always have to be the, the go-to things of, of go to a course, go and do this. It's whatever yeah. that's going to get you moving and taking action every single day. Yeah. And that will be different for everybody. Yeah. Is there, um, you talked about personal development. Is there, a, is there a book or a couple of books that you... Um, generally recommend other people to check out um it depends what industry you're in obviously my favorite book from a coaching perspective is the prosperous coach i, I mm -hmm. absolutely love that book and that was one that i that i um listened to in the beginning of my journey mm -hmm. um so that's probably from more of like a business a coaching one there's a couple of books that i that i do love one of them is the power of vulnerability by Bereen brown mm -hmm. i absolutely love her if you've mm -hmm. not seen her ted talks they are ones that I just have on repeat. They're all about guilt yeah. and shame, and I just adore the woman. And she's got. Yeah. Uh, have you seen her? Have you seen her on Netflix? I haven't, but I've read her books. Yeah. Oh, uh, she's got. Um, I think it's about an hour long on Netflix, yeah. and it is amazing. It's just brilliant. I just love the woman. Um, so yeah. her power of uh, power of vulnerability, and um, one for the women is quite an easy one. Is Girl Code by mm -hmm. Cara Awil Labour. I think her name is. She's an amazing woman. I, I'm connected with on Facebook. Um, but it's all about this whole thing of sticking together as women um, supporting yeah. each other, not trying to tear each other down. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that kind of comes across, especially when you're growing up, that, you know, these women, we do better together, put it that way. And I just it's, kind of love that. I agree with that. It's funny, I think when you combine that with vulnerability, that there's a, there's a lack of vulnerability, you know, going on in those cases where people don't support each other. People tear each other down. It's the lack of being vulnerable themselves, isn't it? And, yeah, it's. Um, I think this is why I tell my story. 
is because yeah. it gives people permission to to not be okay. And my story is quite hard. You know, obviously I've, I've done a very short version of it, mm-hmm. um, and I do go in depth. And when I talk about things, I talk about I talk about the yucky stuff that people don't want to hear because if no one's talking about it, then it's under the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you can just open and just say to someone, you know, what it's fine to not be okay. It's fine to to be to mm-hmm. be at, know where you're at as well. Everyone's trying to be at step 10 all the time and they come across with social media, come across how yeah. that they're doing better and, and all this. Actually, yeah. you're okay to be learning. And that's what that Prosperous Coach yeah. book's about as well, is actually you're okay to be where you're at and know where you mm-hmm. are. I, um, I recently gave a, a talk, one of my first kind of real public speaking talks a couple of weeks ago, and I shared some vulnerability in, in my own story that I'd connected to recently. And, and I felt that even delivering it, there's another layer of depth and detail and vulnerability that I could probably go to. I just kind of, what, what's, you know, talking about your story done for you? And, and how's that kind of changed the more and more that you get comfortable with delivering it? Do you know, there's still parts of my story now when I say them out loud in front of a room full of people, my heart goes, Whoa. you know, I'm yeah. the person that goes against all of the public speaking rules. I move mm-hmm. around too much. I wiggle my hands. <laughs> I get emotional and I cry, but that's me. And mm-hmm. I just think my story is worth sharing. My story is more important than whether or not I'm doing it properly. I'm doing it sure. as me. Um, yeah. And one of the best things when I get off is that people say, oh, do you know what? You're so genuine. Because mm-hmm. then it gives them permission to do that as well. Like sure. no one needs permission to be themselves. Yeah, but we yeah, kind yeah. of think we do. Like we have to be this other person. Um, but for me is that kind of the more I say it, the more I share it, the more impact that I have. So you had your first public speaking. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So it's brilliant. So have you heard of the cat and dog audience members? Okay, no. so you get two types of people in the audience. You get the cat people and the dog people. The dog people are the ones who kind of nod away. They smile when mm-hmm. you smile. They laugh when you laugh. Mm-hmm. The cat people give you nothing. You don't know <laughs> if they like it. You don't know if mm-hmm. they hate it. And you, no matter how many times you do this, you focus on these people as you're talking. <laughs> Okay, so you suddenly go around and you think, oh my God, they hate me. And you like, just ignore mm-hmm. them. They're going to they're gonna love me at the end. But what you don't realise is that person can be going through all sorts of stuff. I had one, yeah. I went and spoke up in Sheffield. Um, and this guy, he, I, he was a cat person. And I thought, oh my goodness, he hates me. You know, <laughs> and I'm doing my story and all this. But actually, do you know what? He come over and we had this cuddle for like five minutes. He's been going through some really, really hard stuff. And he was processing. Sure. So we can't always assume we know what's going on mm. with people. Um, and even me as a, as a speaker and doing this, mm. um, but my story reached him that day. And for me, that was something I was like, Do you know what? That, however uncomfortable that was having someone stare at you thinking, they hate you. It's yeah. worth it because actually I didn't, I, I impacted him. I made, um, I made an impact on whatever it was that he was going through that he mm. then was able to take some more steps of. And I think that's the key is you're never going to win over the whole room. Not everybody's going to like you and that's sure. fine. Yeah. You know, that's not what it's about. And it comes to the more yeah. that I stand up and, and believe and say these things, the more I don't need anyone to like me. Because if I can get that message to one person that's going to go and change their life, go and do something. I mean, obviously, with my story, I do attract people that have got some real heavy stuff going on that they mm. have, might have not told anyone for 40 years. Mm. And if I can let them be free of that, even just to tell me, that's amazing. So I, yeah. my story is, is tough. Um, in terms of sometimes when people hear it, but it's something that I actually fall in love with every time mm. I tell it. Mm. Um, what, what's helped you connect with it? Seeing somebody become free of whatever it is that they've got going on. Yeah. Like there's so much power in that. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, it's hard because when I first started, I'm like, you know, how much do I go in? What do I say? I, you know, I quite write dramatically on stuff if anyone does mm -hmm. um, follow me, but it's almost in talking to a different thing. And you're like, where do you go? And obviously because my story, people come along a journey with me and, and there might be some tears with some people and you can, I can know by how people respond what, I don't know what's going on in their life, but I know that there's something. And if you can mm -hmm. take them through that journey and, um, yeah, sorry, I've lo I'm lost in the world. No, just yeah, you're, talking. Good. you're good, you're good. <laughs> but yeah, if you can literally just take them on that journey and, and give them hope to do whatever it is. And people yeah. come up to me and go, oh my God, I've never, you know, I haven't got a story like yours. Like, you don't need a story like mine. You just need to be a little bit uncomfortable with whatever it is you've got going on. And you've got to, you're stuck, that's it. So let's get yeah. you through that. It, it's interesting. Was. I've gone no, off on my... it's <laughs> I'm, lo I'm loving the chat, and it's interesting. Listen, we can all, you know, we can all look at other people and think, "Oh my God, they've they've got it easier or suffer, or you know, they've got a better story." Then I think you're right. We just got to go within and, and find our own and connect with that as as, as authentically as you can. And would it be because you, you quite clearly have the strong word "survivor" in a lot of your bios? And um, mm. you know, was there a time when you would have the kind of victim mentality? Oh my goodness, yeah. yeah. I wore that like a cape forever. You know, yeah. that was just one of these things. It was my comfort zone. It was my comfort blanket. I was this victim of abuse. You know, so mm. for, for anyone who doesn't know it, I was raped when I was 18. It was by someone I knew. I then ended up in a domestic abusive relationship straight after. And, you know, it was, it was kind of along those things. Yeah. And I come out of it. And I, I was this person who had all their shit together on the surface, but underneath didn't. So I, I, I then started wearing it as a cape. I had anxiety. What we don't realise is that we give power to these things the more we say these things. Actually, what, mm -hmm. what is it going on? I feel bad today. Okay, why do I feel bad? Because of this, this and this. Yeah. Okay. That's completely different than saying I'm depressed. I have anxiety. Yeah. I want to, you know, there's been things with me where I've, I, I've wanted it to end. You know, I've been at the end of a, a train station thinking just step out and I want that pain to end. I've got to that point. Um, and just kind of just want it you. over. Just a voice went, what are you doing? Like my family. Was, but in that moment, I was very, very lucky um, that I never took those steps. I had them yeah. a few times. But I'd be, you know, I, I, at this point I was drinking, I was on drugs. I was also going mm. up London, amazing job. So I was living these two different worlds. My yeah. family, I'd hurt my family um, when this had happened, not directly, but this is how I felt. Like I'd let them down, I'd brought shame onto them. And then it was all over. Um, and I was like, well, okay, I can't, I can't tell them I'm not okay. I've just got to keep pretending. So I created this, you know, yeah, I was fine. I was fine. And um, I'd, I'd Did you first drinking. admit you weren't okay too? Was it somebody else or yourself? And what helped you have that I'm not okay conversation? The I am not okay conversation, what point in the turning point of this or just? Just the acknowledgement. The first time you really truly acknowledged that you, you weren't okay and that you needed to get that change. It wasn't, I was even aware that I wasn't okay. It was mm -hmm. more, offensive, more a thing of what so I can feel better. Like yeah. it was almost like, and we get so stuck in our everyday processes of just doing, we don't realize how crap it is until we feel mm -hmm. better. Mm. We just get up every day and we go through the motions and we have the headaches, we have the stress, we have the, the feelings of anxiety, the, the little things that we have to do to get through each day. They're never big decisions. 
yeah. all of a sudden you're years down the line and, and all these little things now are controlling your life and you thought you had control of them. So it wasn't a case for me that I just went, I am not okay. It was yeah. more like, I'm interested as to what I can feel better. And it, that was yeah. all it was. It was it's from a pure place of curiosity and everything I've done has been about what feels like, it's like my stomach, my heart. And I'm like, there's just something. I, when I wanted to be doing NLP, I had no idea mm -hmm. what it was. And I was like, I just want to do it. Mm -hmm. And I do make decisions like that, but yep. I am actually strong on the fact that that's my gut telling me what the right thing to do is. And I've done my decisions like that for the last three years. But now, mm -hmm. obviously, as a coach, I do ask the questions and I do go, what's actually going on with me here? Mm -hmm. And I'll process through. But it was never a case of going, I'm not OK. It was more like I've had enough. That moment when you get yourself up off the floor and go, mm -hmm. I'm ready to fight now. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, about what NLP is and why you love it. So NLP is neuro-linguistic neuro programming. Um, oh, why do I love it? You know, so what is it? So it's the way that we communicate to ourselves, to others, the words we say, the language we use is so important. Mm. Um, and it's all to do with our belief system. So for instance, um, the beliefs that we have, the things that are installed of us are usually not even our beliefs. They're from when we were children growing up, the imprinting period is from the ages of zero to seven. So if you're thinking, um, all these things that you do have, were given to you, they don't necessarily mean that they're serving you, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so NLP looks at the way that we talk, and like someone will talk to me, and I can kind of tell where they're at with things and what's stopping them. Like mm -hmm. if we say, oh, you know, I've got a task to do or something, um, I'm struggling, oh, this is going to be really hard. We're already setting yourself up for this to be really hard. Mm -hmm. What if it wasn't really hard? What if it was whatever else NLP allows me to use language to get my clients to yeah. get through those blocks to get through that uh, yeah. what it is it's just challenging the beliefs and, and things that we have about yeah. ourselves about others um, it's also a, a big thing around accepting accepting who you are accepting others meeting mm -hmm. people where they're at and mm -hmm. not that assumption um, it's an amazing tool actually and very very interesting but when I did it it was purely on the basis of I want to feel better and I don't know what this yeah. is but you know, this is, this is what it was. I went into, when I first went onto the course, um, I do speak about this for anyone that's listening, may have already heard this, but I, um, I walked into this course with my friend who was running it. He's an amazing trainer, amazing guy. And um, two days before I messaged him, I was like, I'm out, I can't do this. My anxiety was through the roof. And he went, look, I need you there because you're gonna make the numbers odd. So I was like, okay, I can't let him down. I didn't know what he was doing at the time. Tapping into your OCD, yeah. Yeah, like my num the numbers are going to be odd. I'm going to let him down. I would let myself down time and time again, but I was not going to let anybody else down because then I'm a bad person, right? And no one yeah. can know that, you know. Yeah. I already, I think I'm a bad person. So um, I turned up to this course. There was a room with 10, I think 10 or 12 people and their coaches. There's some amazing people that I met on that course. And they're, they're getting up and they're doing their introduction, 45 seconds, and I'm like, Oh my God, like, what am I doing? Just, that, mm. just for anybody, if you ever need to talk first and you don't like talking, or if you ever need to talk and you don't like talking, you know when they go, you've got to introduce yourself, just get it out of the way first. Because the longer you get around <laughs> watching everyone else, you go, oh my God, should I say this? Oh, it's awful. So by this time, it's festering and I'm thinking, I'm just, I can't do it. I had to get up and to say my name, what I wanted from the course and what I did mm. for 45 seconds. I got 20 seconds in, I'm shaking, I'm crying. I won't say if I was going to be sick or... It just was, I'm like, my stomach's in knots. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. um, but the most amazing thing happened that week because it was just allowed me to really tap in, ask questions, 
because um, that's what NLP is. It's, it's again, it's it, there's an overlap with the coach, and it's asking questions to get around. Why do you believe these things, or what's going on for you? Mm-hmm. Where's this come from? Is that even a even a thing? So that week yeah. was one of the best things I've ever done. Um, and then within four months, I stood on the stage in a thousand people and, and spoke about sexual abuse. You know, wow. I was crying in a room telling my name mm. less than four or five months before. So it's yeah. a massive change in, in, in taking control. But I mean, an example actually of maybe NLP. So um, I've got a client who, when they did cycling, would always be at the back of, they'd be, say, in the middle. Whenever they got to hill, they would be at the back. Um, and did a bit of work around it. And it turns out that while we were sitting talking and having these discussions, it popped in that they remembered a time when they was at nursery and their mum had left them. Mm. And it was that theme of being left behind. Mm. And so this whole thing of being left behind on this hill in cycling as a 50-year-old man wasn't to do with that. It was to do that when he was four, his mum left him at nursery and he cried. So then he had this thing about this like, separation anxiety. So we have these things that occur to us and that happen in our life yeah. that are not even relevant anymore. Yeah. So I always say to my clients, like, if we're doing something and something pops in your head that's really random, what we do, we just block these things away. Do you know if you're walking down the road and you think, oh, where did that come from? Or whatever mm. else. It's a trigger. Something's yeah. triggered that belief, uh, triggered that memory up for you, whatever it is. Mm. And what we do is we we push it away. Where did that mm. come from? But what it's almost saying is our, is our minds are going, deal with this. This is yeah. relevant. Yeah. So if you're talking about things with anxiety or, or low self or anything like this, something comes up, a memory that made you feel bad, it's because of that. It doesn't always mm. have to be bad things. There can be good things that come up. But generally yeah. is that kind of, we, we knock these things away saying they're not relevant anymore. But actually, yeah. they are relevant, which is why they've come up. So then ask that question, what is it? What made me think of this? What was yeah. it about that? Because yeah. there was no way this guy believed on this hill that the reason why he was ending at the back of the pack had anything to do when he was four years old and being left yeah. by his mum at nursery. It's really powerful, isn't it? Have you seen the film Inside Out, the Disney film Inside Out? Yes. So yes. when you were about these triggers, it just reminded me of the uh, the little people just sticking at the memory <laughs> ball of yeah. the shoot. And the That's exactly what it songs. is. That's yeah. exactly what it is. And the way that our mind works, like we can only process um, it's five minus or plus two bits of information, uh, seven minus uh, two or yeah. uh, plus or minus two bits of information. Basically five to nine bits of information at any one time. Yeah, and what yeah. we focus on is what we would pull out, right? So there's, I think it's 60 or 80,000 bits of information coming at you every second or minute or whatever it is. Not particularly, uh, I always screw up the numbers, but you get the point. Um, so basically all this information is, is coming at you, but we're only focusing on say five to nine bits of information, which means if we don't believe that we're good enough, we are going to find things that back up that in those things. So if you instance, you're all sitting there, if anyone's listening, you're concentrating on, hopefully you're concentrating on me talking and you're enjoying this conversation between me and Ryan, but you know, you're sitting here, but what you're not doing is feeling the fact that your foot's touching the floor into, I bring that to your acknowledgement. And now all of a sudden Mm. you can feel that your foot's touching the floor. Mm. Um, and this is the same thing as what we do, right? Is we focus on the things that we're doing. So you've got children. Mm-hmm. When your missus was pregnant, how many mm-hmm. people did you see that were pregnant? Yeah. Everyone's always are pregnant. Well, then people have always been there, but you're now focusing in on them. So if mm-hmm. you're having these moments of not feeling good enough, yeah. um, feeling like you're a failure, you are going to focus on all the things that tell you that, why that is, not all mm-hmm. the other reasons that don't. You're going to blank them out. So how do you help people flip that? Awareness. 
yeah. people come to me and they want this how-to guide it doesn't work like that because i will only mm-hmm. work for a set amount of packages i won't do like one-off sessions and stuff because i can make you feel good for an hour but that's not going to sort out sure. 30 years of programming sure, you know yeah. that kind of thing but it is for the first couple of weeks when we're doing things or whatever we're doing it's awareness yeah. what's going on and it is just that okay when are you thinking that how are you thinking that because then once you start being aware of it you're conscious of it the thing is we do these things um subconscious or unconscious or subconsciously however you want to do it i know mm-hmm. that people do flip those words around quite often but we do these things automatically so those moments of, and we're always quite negative and stuff or we can all be quite negative it's a lot easier to say we're not good enough than oh well done mm-hmm. um and it is just what i say to people is just be aware of what you're saying and when that's coming up when that's yeah. triggering what is that about that um and just ask the questions like what's going on when's it happening what what made me think that um what we often do is when we have those thoughts we back them away go mm. go mm. and it's not it's just awareness because once we bring it to our conscious then we can correct it yeah. it's when we're doing lot, it automatically i love that you talk a lot about confidence and um i get a sense that um confidence is, is central to a lot of what you do why is that important confidence is central because it's, it's confidence in you right and it's actually mm-hmm. the whole thing of not caring what other people think mm-hmm. um if anyone does follow me they'll see that i had my clients and i did this running around pretending to be on a motorbike through leeds <laughs> train station and people are like what are you doing what a waste of time <laughs> but it's not about that it's not about yeah. um making a part of yourself in public it's about doing that having that feeling of like when you as a child um of just being free from judgment and realizing that no one actually cares um and that's a big thing is that people don't care as much as you think they do everyone's so wrapped up in themselves um and if you can get someone so for confidence in terms of me it's actually about confidence in in you that doesn't mean you've got to be the best at what you do it's about knowing where you're at and that's all i are like where you're at and what you want and being confident enough to say do you know what actually um i'm okay well, I can be better. That's fine. I, you know, I'm all for for being the best we can possibly be, right? Um, which is why I do invest in myself, in in business, in in mind, and everything else. It is always there is that next step. We can mm-hmm. always be better, but um, confidence in yourself starts with knowing where you're at and um, what your skills are. We always think we've got to get more skills. Um, most people are overskilled for what they want to do, mm-hmm. actually. But what we're trying to do is getting another bit of pay. It's not that. It's the belief. It's the confidence. And if I can get someone to go, do you know what? I'm good enough. They, they mm-hmm. can change the world. Like, I know that sounds dramatic, but they can. They can mm. certainly change their world and the people around them. Mm. What's one of your favourite questions to ask clients? Ooh. <laughs> I think there's probably a couple of them on here where you ask them. Um, it's probably the same one. Let's have a, let, let's have a think. One of my favourite questions to ask clients Oh, you've thrown me there. Let's have a think. Okay. Um, what? What? What's true about that? Because I have clients come to me at different stages, whatever they're doing, whether they're going to to speak on stage, whether they're going to change things in the business, whether they're just trying to get up for the day, mm-hmm. um, and they'll have meltdowns. As we all do. We're allowed mm. to. I think this is the hardest thing sometimes in this industry is that we've all got to be okay. Now, guess what? We're allowed to be angry. We're allowed to have the ump. We're allowed to cry. We're also mm. allowed to be happy. Um, 
they're just a range of emotions we need to experience. So if a client's having a, a meltdown, like what's true about that? Or versions of yeah. that, that kind of thing is that actually what's true? What are the facts in this situation? Um, I've asked people to do certain tasks before and they will not be able to get through it. And I'm like, what have I asked you to do? I've asked you to list some words on a bit of paper. Like, it doesn't need to be dramatic. Yeah. And we have a laugh about it, right? Because actually yeah, I yeah. know that things in fear and that they can paralyze you. They can stop yeah. you moving forward and that judgment and whatever else. But actually, what have I asked you to do? I've asked you to, to put some words on a bit of paper. Like, what is it about that that's, that's mm. thinking? Because it's not about the words. It's about the feelings that it's bringing up. And that's something Absolutely. else. I've got a big smile on my face when you said about the what's true about that because um, it's one of my favourites too and um, I often use it when my wife's complaining, you know, as she'll do, you know, just before you're about to go to sleep, I get all the world's problems coming at me and I just, no, what's true about that? And, and instantly I get that look of, oh, damn it, just let me moan for a while because <laughs> you, know you know you've called bullshit on something, but um, yeah, it's very powerful. But it that. is, but we get caught up in our own bullshit and i do it you know we all yeah. do it it's just excuses i think my excuses are probably a little bit more leveled up now as a coach i think i get a bit more clever and but you need someone to just go to me well what's true about that actually how much of that's bullshit i'm like mm. okay yeah fair mm. enough actually and it's just that what's true right now what's going on yeah. what's happening today love that you talked a little bit a minute ago about um the sense of being better and obviously you know my my ethos my practice is all about being always better than yesterday. I'm just curious to know, kind of, what does that phrase mean to you? Do you know what? I might go against all the entrepreneur. For me, it's not jumping out of bed at five o'clock in the morning, throwing my <laughs> stuff off, rooting for the sky. I'm a mum. Sometimes I like slide out of the bed yeah. and like pull my eyes open, you know. But for me, it's about being better than you were. So this is something I teach my kids. Like my son loves football. It's not about being the best on the team it's not about being there's always going to be someone better at you and this is mm -hmm. the thing with social media you mm -hmm. can you can feel amazing have your best day of your life and you'll go on social media and someone's just done better at you at <laughs> seven o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden yeah. you're feeling shit again yeah but it's about actually um what's what are you doing what how are you showing up what what is it you want i had an amazing guy um jp de villiers if you know mm -hmm. of him he's um bless him he's actually in intensive care he's had a, mm. a bad accident but he come and spoke mm. at my event um last month and he he could he can only sum it up uh, what it actually means to me in the best way he asked a question would you follow you and i went oh actually that can just sum up everything how i mm -hmm. show up every day mm -hmm. um so I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take his sentence as my own, but mm -hmm. it was just so powerful that I just thought, you know what, that is, that is it. How do I show up every day as a mum, as a person? Would I follow me? Yeah. Would I look, what am I putting out there? Mm -hmm. Would I follow me? And I just thought that's so powerful. Yeah. Okay. If I'm, if I'm promoting, um, being the best version of yourself, however that is, right. Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever that is, whether that is just getting through the day or whether that's going for the, you know, the big, big, big stuff. Um, whatever I'm doing, would I follow me? Mm. I just thought that, that's it. That's, that, that's always going to be what I ask myself now to know if I'm showing up how I want to show up to the world, what, I'm, yeah. what I can give to the world, what I can do. I don't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be big things. As I say, it mm. could just be being a mum. Mm. Am I happy with how I'm showing up? <clears throat> And do you know what, that, that, the answer to that question can change from yes to no in a matter of moments. You know, it's different points, different days. We react, we respond, we, 
Yeah, that's really, really powerful. As a, as a question, as a reflective tool to say, actually, you know, just that moment of consciousness, isn't it? If you can use that on your shoulder yeah. to go, actually, what am I doing right now? And I, and I sometimes use that to check in with being a parent because sometimes there's that, you know, um, you're on your phone a little bit and I think your kids just caught you out on it and they'll, and they'll go, dad, put your phone down. And I'll instinctively go, oi, who are you telling, you know, who are you telling me what? I think actually, no, if he's saying that, you yeah. know, and it's that, it's almost a similar sort of question going on in my mind. And yeah, that's a powerful tool to be able to, to, to pull on, I guess, to, to enable that conscious thought and decision making. Yeah. I mean, I've always done it in, in different ways, you know, um, ask questions, as you say, with the parenting, mm. have like, oh, probably could have been a bit better today mm. or, you know, whatever else. But it is, again, like, we all make mistakes, right? And, and something I got from Breen Brown is, is it's, you can make a mistake, it doesn't mean you are a mistake. And that's something absolutely. I install through my children. And mm. I absolutely love that. I say it to my clients, you know, we have all done things we are not happy with. We yeah. have all done things. We all make mistakes and we, we can do them daily. You know, whenever the finished article, there's always going to be something else to learn. Um, but yeah, just to sum up in that, like literally is, would you follow you? And I thought, actually, if this was, okay, for the parenting, if this was going out and people were seeing this, did I probably shout a little bit quick today? Yeah, I probably did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I'm human. I make mistakes. Sure. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but it is just that reflecting, as you say, bringing it constantly into the consciousness and actually going, did I, did I do what I wanted to do? Mm. Am I being that person? I love that. Where can people connect with you? Where can people find you? Where can people follow you? Okay, so Facebook is probably what I'm on most on, so please add me. Um, if for any reason you can't, because I know because I'm quite near the, the limit, just message me. I'd love to connect with you all um, um, through that. So, yeah, just Facebook's my main one, or Instagram, my handle's the real underscore Chelsea. Um, I'm on there so yeah share a bit of my life on there as well that's amazing and, and you know just if you are checking this video out and you've got this far then first of all just say thank you for, for joining us thank you for taking the time out of your evening I hope it's added you some actually I know it's added you some value um, there are a number of questions I think that have probably gone through so we'll jump in after and, and answer those if that's cool with you that's um, cool and again if you if you push our faces, make sure that if you're not connected with Chelsea already, you go do that now. Um, and I said that at the very start, there is someone in your network that needs to hear this story right now. Think of them, please just share it either on your timeline or in your inbox or not precious where, just make sure it gets to that person that you think that needs to hear this today. Um, and I just want to say, Chelsea, it's, a, it's an honour and privilege to have you on. Um, I always, you know, have much admiration um, for anyone that will show up in their you know, pure vulnerability and, and with the with the sheer purpose to help other people. And I think, you know, hats off to everything you do, everything you stand for. Um, Thank you. And I would just like to leave you the opportunity to share a final thought from yourself. Ah, oh, I'd love to. So it was really funny because when you were doing your introduction to me um, as I was watching and you said about having inspiring people on, it took me a long time to realize that just by being me, that's an inspiration. Mm -hmm. um, you don't need to have all these things, but there will be someone who's behind you that needs to hear your story or needs a service that you do or a product you've got. And the only reason that you're going to be different is if you actually accept that you are different and that's going to be good enough. Like we all hear that about the brand, you know, people buy mm -hmm. you, they don't buy, it's, it's so true. But if you don't believe in you, no one else is going to. Um, 
and that's been my biggest thing is actually accepting that somewhere I'm an inspiration you know because for years mm -hmm. I never thought that like, why would anyone think I was inspiring I'm a mess you know but actually mm -hmm. we're all very inspiring and even just being able to show up as you is enough to inspire someone to do the same that was beautiful there's nothing I can add to that thank you so much for your time and I hope you, you have an awesome week to everyone that's checked it out thank you so much please do share it and um, have a great week see you next time much love <laughs>